I'm Mimi. And I'm Keegan. And this is Earworms, a podcast for the things you just can't seem to get out of your head. This week, we got some interesting topics to talk about. You don't don't fight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We just watched the most beautiful exchange. And they don't even know that we watched it since... Where we record, we have a mirror on the door so we can see, like, the rest of the room. And anyways, we just watched our our smaller dog who peed. His name's, his name's Enrique. I'm going to say it quietly so he doesn't look back at us. He's a pug. He's about one year. And he has a blue beanbag that he's had since, like, a baby. And he was sitting on it. And we have an older dog. Her name is Totes. Um, she is 12 years. She doesn't really like playing all that much. Um, but it looks like she wanted his beanbag and he did not want to give it up. So they both like jumped at the same time and switched positions. So he lost his beanbag and she got it. Yeah. Yep. He's a big old pushover. Yeah. Which he's one. He's like 13 pounds. She's 12. He's, she's like 22 pounds. Yeah. Twice his size. She'll eat him. Anyway, uh, we got a couple of things to talk about this week. Uh, who is going to be going first? Me or you this week? I think mine's pretty yummy, so I'll go first. Awesome. So I'm guessing from you describing it as yummy, you brought a food thing to this week's earworm. Is that correct? Yes. I brought a food thing that anyone of any income can enjoy, and I really like it, and I think I eat it three times a week. What do you think I'm about to talk about? It's SpaghettiOs. It's corn. It could be cucumbers. Okay. Um, okay, it's affordable and it's a soup. It, it's progressive. Progressive. Progressive? Progressive Progress- is not affordable. <laughs> progressive is not affordable. Okay. Um, Chef Boyardee. Okay, so he's never going to get it. Um, <laughs> but this week, I'm going to talk about Maruchan ramen. Ooh. Does I it make like- sense now why I described it? Yeah, ramen's good. Anyone can afford it. Yeah. Yeah. So this part might sound loud because we stopped it. Our wiener dog, and I respect her. I I respect liking things the way you like. <laughs> she will dig into anything that she's laying on for anywhere between 30 seconds. To, I think I've seen her do it for like five minutes before yeah. <laughs> until it is perfectly comfortable. And then she will lay down. But like, I understand she's a bit older. Wiener dogs aren't known for having the best like back, back strength. Um, when she was a puppy, she was pretty riled up. She made me look so bad in front of my parents every single time. Let me derail for a second. Anytime my parents would go on a trip and I was probably like over 12, I want to say, they would just let me stay home. And then depending on how long the trip was, they might have like one of my sister's friends, like come and stay with me just to like drive me to school and things like that in case I missed the bus. Um, and every time my parents would go on a trip, that would be the week where our wiener dog would be like, yes, I'm going to dig a hole underneath the fence, try to go under, and then get stuck on the fence. Oh, that's good. So then she, I'd like come home from school and she'd have a horrible like gash on her leg and we'd have to take her to the vet. And that's not a cheap bill. That, I, there, it's like 400. Um, so her back legs are they're strong they do hurt every now and then because she was just super rambunctious as a kid um and i think that's why she takes so long making her bed because she just has like old scars she's got arthritis and a busted back (laughs) 
But she doesn't have like a doggy wheelchair. Like she can walk. She runs. Yeah. yeah. Which is all well and good. Uh, let's see. Getting back to <laughs> not progressive. Progresso, because progressive is expensive. Maruchan! No. Wait, don't we? Cup of noodle. We use Allstate. That's right. Okay. Maru. Okay. Maruchan and Cup of Noodle are different companies. Okay. So today we are strictly talking about Maruchan ramen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're talking about price points. Also, Maruchan, if you hear this and you feel the need to send a little old podcast the golden box of ramen, I wouldn't complain. Yeah, definitely I, wouldn't. Honestly, I think I'm going to copy this link and send it over to them. Here, we talked about you. Now reward us. Please. <laughs> well, no, because it's I've left it. So I've always i've always loved soup i don't know why i don't know if it's like a psychological thing but for me soup feels like a warm hug so i've always loved it and it's nice and ramen especially being so affordable it was something that i could ask my mom oh could we add ramen to the cart and like five little containers of ramen isn't going to change the cost of her grocery cart too much, you know? I don't know. That's $5. Oh, my well, goodness. No, because they're not even a dollar each. Oh. When I was younger, I want to say they were about 20 cents. So that's an added dollar to the cart. Gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I think they're about 33 cents. So that's a dollar 66 to the cart because most places do like three for a dollar. Yeah. So like it's always been affordable. I feel like it's always been like the soup of the people and it's really good. And so I decided to look a little bit into it. So it's a bit of a smaller story. Um, the information I have about uh, Maruchan is directly from their website, maruchan.com. And a little bit of Wikipedia. It isn't like a huge like American dream story or anything like that. It's just nice and simple. The company first started in 1953. And the person who started it, it's their name. I do apologize because I know I'm not going to pronounce this right. But it was Kazoo Mori. Kazoo? Um, kazoo. Kazoo. But not spelled like a musical. Okay. It's earworm. Hi, I'm your guy. <laughs> Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> and he started a small frozen fish distributorship in Tokyo. The way it says small makes me not think it's one of these, but the word distributorship makes me believe it's one of these. But I'm assuming he just had a market of fresh fish where like larger companies would buy some for their Yeah, he was a spots. supplier. Supplier for bigger yeah. people probably. I guess. it's yeah. They use the word small, but I'm not sure if they also use the word small to be like, Oh, this is a homey family. Yeah. Um, if you want to take more look into it, do it. Send us an email and let us know what we said wrong. By the way, if we ever say anything on this show and you're like, huh, I want to fact check that and you fact check it and we misspoke, please shoot us an email <laughs> letting us know. Our email, if you ever want to send us anything, is pals.at.a.distance. <laughs> at gmail.com because yeah. friends from far away was taken <laughs> freaking friends from far away was taken so pals dot, dot at dot, dot a dot, dot distance at gmail.com gmail. <laughs> um and if you're any of my family still send us an email it makes us feel good anyway <laughs> and so he just had that small shop is a frozen fish shop it doesn't really give me much of a timeline here but one day mr mori was like i'm gonna grow my company so he grew his company so then in 1961 this isn't the same guy one Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I'm going to grow my company. And then in 1961, like Doctor Who, I changed who I was. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, okay. And I was reborn as, what is my new name? <laughs> so this is, it's not the different man. His company didn't start off with the name Marichan. His company's name was called Toyo Susan. Um, I'm, I think I just pronounced that Spanishly. It was Japanese. Just put in their phonetics. Anyways. Um, and so in 1961, Toyo Susan, it branched out of the fish business and it entered the instant ramen noodle business. And they just decided to do that. They just had a dream of creating a convenient, high quality, and affordable noodle product for everyone in the world. And so after that company, like, shot and did really well in japan um they decided to change the market and they entered the u.s market for noodles in 1977 and they and when they entered the u.s market they changed from toyo suzan to maruchan inc yay maruchan (laughs) and they started and i think they're still there just because i didn't see any like change on their website but they are now their at least American side, for lack of a better term, is now based in urban California. Everything's in California, though. Get original. Try Chicago or something. <laughs> oh, and this is sweet. So they have like a little promise on their website. It's like emotional, but then the actual promise is... I'll just read it. And as we continue to grow, we promise we will never waver from the commitment to the highest quality and standards that Kazuma Zor- Mori founded in 1953. Those are the fine ingredients that made us. They are the flavors of who we are. Nice. So it's really nice. Yeah. Nice little simple statement. Nice humble beginnings. Potentially humble beginnings <laughs> into what is now a cool, easy to grab and take with you lunch for everyone. Sounds at least like everyone in Tokyo and America. Are they in other? Uh, yeah. So they have. It looks like they also have a branch in Mexico. Okay. Um, which makes sense because they have a lot of flavors. We might get into that in a second here. Their website then just goes into like their about a story goes into a bit more like formalities of like, we're a company, we work hard, but they have this really cute thing on their website. And it's the equivalent of like, Keegan and I grew up in religious homes. So like, I think we often heard the phrase at church, like a family who prays together stays together together. and things like that. And I'm trying to think of like non-religious sayings like that, but I can't think of any right now. Um, but, you know, just the, if a family does X, then they stay together. So on the website, it says, the family that noms together bonds together. together. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Cross-stitch that. Put it on a pillow. <laughs> yeah, so that's just pretty good. Yeah, so that's that. I looked into the name because I was like, what the heck does Maruchan mean? Do you want to take any guesses? Um, Ma- That was like his original family business name sounded like it began with Maru. So is it literally just like Mr. Maru's noodles is like what it means? Because like Chan, I think can mean sir. That sounds right to me. I'm going to confidently say it's Mr. Maru's noodles. All right. That, that was a confident guess. So Maru-chan is a combination of two Japanese words. Okay. The first one is Maru. And Maru means round, as in the shape of a ball or a happy child's face. Ooh. <laughs> um, round has a connotation to like friendliness. And I think in most animes, the more round, round friend is yeah. like the happier, nicer friend. So that makes sense. Circle figures are friends. <laughs> yeah. And then the word for chan, and this is the part from Wikipedia, by the way, um, is an honorific suffix. It's used affectionately for a child or as a term of endearment. So it's like, 
I don't know if this is happy a, child. Noodles. Yeah, happy file child or like sweet child. Okay. Um, oh, and yeah, it makes sense. The slogan, if you look up Maruchan, is literally a round happy face <laughs> next to the word Maruchan. Maru-chan. <laughs> Take a look at that next time you eat your cup of noodles. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. And I just wanted to play a quick game here. How many ramen flavors do you think there are? Man. Strictly ramen. I'm not going to say like well, the ramen, the one you like of like the yeah. tea, heat up teriyaki. Just how okay, many? But like... I still feel like that isn't a fair question because you're going to have your basics of like chicken, beef, and probably pork and shrimp. But then like each of those can like probably be mixed with each other and also have other stuff. I'm going to say upwards of 200, 200 or more flavors. At least on Wikipedia, so this isn't directly from the website, on Wikipedia, they have 35 active flavors. Ah. Oh. So I was a little bit overshooting. <laughs> I guess my idea of what counts as a flavor is not in line with what they consider a flavor. Okay, and it's really fun. So they have five discontinued flavors, and I remember seeing three of these in stories as a kid. Do you want to guess what their five discontinued flavors might be? Yes, it is shoelaces. It is SpaghettiOs, because there was obvious copyright infringement there. And then the last one is just um, the entire lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner. Do you want to give us any real guesses? No, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the best I could do. All right, well, their discontinued flavors are, and good guesses, are tomato. Okay. Mushroom. California vegetable. Creamy Alfredo. And then this is the one I clearly remember seeing in stores because I was like, no one would buy that. And I guess no one did <laughs> buy, it. buy it. But it's their jalapeno cheddar. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that one? I can lie. I'm not going to, though. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. It was like, you know how different ramen flavors, like in their individual packs that are like even cheaper than the cups, mm-hmm. have like different color coordination? Yeah. It was like a light green. And they, like, put a big emphasis on cheddar. <laughs> uh, that sounds delightful, but I think you were right. Not enough people bought it. So they were like, <laughs> well, into the archives you go. And they banished it from the yeah. shelves of the public. Yeah, and I'm not going to go deep into it, but I was just looking at it. If you ever want to know more than one recipe to do with Maruchan noodles, they actually have 15 recipes on their website. 15. Yeah, and they... I'm trying to pull it up, but my phone's being dumb. Um, it looks like they have, like, a snack mix on what to do with their things, a burrito recipe, um, a, like, more advanced soup recipe, a Korean bowl. There's one that I want to look into more, uh, but I'll do it after this podcast, but it's called Korean Barbecue Poppers, and you do not see a single noodle in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> and they also had one that was very simple, but it was just, like, um a noodle hot dog and basically you just make a hot dog and you put noodles on top along with um oh, okay. asian like mustard I, I thought you were telling me to make my own hot dogs and like stuff like in its own casing pork skin or whatever with noodles and i was like yeah that's a little bit too much work that i'm willing to put in for noodles <laughs> but that's awesome let's see you got anything else you want to tell me about maruchan noodles or are we good to close out this section? <laughs> I'll close out with two questions. What's your favorite flavor of ramen? And what's a flavor you wish they had? 
My favorite flavor? Um, I'm simple. I like um, just getting a shrimp ramen. If I'm feeling fancy, a lime shrimp ramen. And then cook that as is. And then I might add my own either sriracha or lemon or uh, soy sauce, etc. Or hoisin sauce. Just add that on top. And that's my go-to ramen. Um, if they were going to invent one, I would like, and I'm curious if they could make like a dessert ramen Ooh. i think that'd be fun just to see what they like just to see what they think of as like dessert because you know like japanese like treats and desserts aren't sweet like american stuff like it's more savory, american like, foods are known for being significantly sweeter sweet. than the rest yeah, of the so world like, their treats tend to be like a little bit more savory so i'm sure they could do something really cool with that like uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, bean buns or whatever they are? Like Ooh. like something like that in the uh, We were going to put that on our grocery list. Dang it. Oh, Next time. Oh, <laughs> oh. All right. Well, what about you? What is your favorite Maruchan ramen flavor? And what do you want them to make a flavor? <laughs> so I'll give you a little bit of an evolution. My favorite flavor used to be their hot and spicy shrimp flavor. And then as I grew up and got more refined, <laughs> refined taste buds. By the way, um, the hot and spicy ones are the ones that have like the black background and it just looks like fire on the label. Just so you don't confuse it with like their lime chili flavor because those are two different flavors. Yeah, you'll be in for a rude surprise for your mouth. <laughs> yeah, but I think these days my favorite one is the lime with shrimp. And then all, this is my favorite thing. If it, This is two parts. If I'm eating it in a cup, then I will cut a lemon if we have a lemon at home and pour a freshly squeezed lemon into that cup along with like the hot sauce that I use and just make it be extra like acidic and spicy. So it's that. And then if I'm doing their packets that you like boil over a stove, I'll do that. And then I'll like put an egg in and some green onions and call it good. Nice. And a flavor I wish they had. Man, I didn't even think about a dessert flavor. That would be insane. Cause like, It'd be cool if they made, like, a chocolate noodle, but I don't know if that's, like, a crime. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if they did that, it would be, like, a pocky flavor. Yeah. Like, I don't think you would, like, put water in it. I think It would, it would be just, more like, like a crisp. Yeah, like, you just crunch on it as is. Um, I don't know the name of the company. Maybe I'll do a segment on that company, but there's a company. It's a Korean company, and they are known for, like, their super spicy, ultra-level ramen. Um, and those things always come in like a black label and it's three times spicy and I can never finish a pack because it hurts too much. Well, I can finish a pack. I will finish a pack if someone challenges me, but it is very spicy. I think it'd be fun if ramen did something like that, like a really cheap 30 cent cup of noodle of like just setting your mouth on fire. Just, I, I want to know what the spiciest Maruchan can do. Yeah. That or like, I think a floral flavor would be interesting because I feel like lavender has been making its way into the food market lavender and like rose and just those floral flavors so i think a floral maybe like a i don't know if it tastes good but like a cherry blossom ramen Ooh, that might be good yeah yeah they could definitely do something with that like tea flavored centric Ooh. ones what if you put like you pour like a green tea into it like... yeah Ooh. Ooh. food for thought food for thought get at us maru-chan Anyways. we're giving you these ideas for free I definitely said it was going to be a smaller segment, and then my segment took 20 minutes. I do apologize. Sweet. Um, Uh, Let's cut over to me now. It's my turn. I want the microphone. I want the spotlight. 
But we're not going to put the microphone in front of you because apparently... I'm too loud. I have to sit over here on the opposite side of the room without blowing out everyone's earbuds. It's the feedback we've heard back. Apparently my voice is too soft and I have to talk like right into the mic and he needs to talk 100 feet away from the mic. Ah, it's my theater kid upbringing. What can I say? I know how to enunciate my words like that. (laughs) Anyway, this week I got a cool thing because we've been postponing it or you've been postponing it i've been keeping up with it but on disney plus there is oh moon knight yeah moon knight (laughs) that is exactly what i'm gonna be talking about has the time period passed where you can talk about moon knight i believe the statutes of limitations for moon knight has passed i'm not gonna be talking in depth about like any of the plot details for that disney plus original series uh would recommend go watch moon knight and come back if you are scared of that but like very good there's Six, seven episodes? Oh, I lost count. It's somewhere out there. It's on Disney+. Plus. Very good. The whole first season is Each out. Each episode is like 45 to an hour, so yes. like it's a long watching show. But it's very good. I enjoyed it. Um, Oscar Isaac, yes, Oscar Isaac did very well with his portrayal of the main character, who I will now tell you about. Um, he plays a character whose name is... Uh, Stephen Grant, he also plays someone called Mark Spector, he also plays someone called Jake Lockley, he also plays someone called Moon Knight, because Moon Knight is a Marvel hero who suffers from a disease that is called Dissociative Identity Disorder, Mm. DID. Sometimes it's called schizophrenia, but that's in the comics it's called schizophrenia sometimes that's not what it is at all it is did he has this disorder where he has multiple personalities inside of his body they all share the body and that makes for some interesting plot stories as is explored in the tv series with their own twists but i'm going to be talking about the comic book iteration in particular today because uh-oh nerd alert haha <laughs> it's me keegan your resident nerd once again you're talking you. about like three superheroes i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i love super heroes and i remember like growing up reading comics and stuff like that moon knight wasn't one that i like actively like subscribed to receive his comics or anything like that but like he was just a cool reoccurring character in a couple of them um for example like spider-man moon knight is very good friends with spider-man he's very good friends with like the avengers every now and then he also teams up with like daredevil and such like little little superheroes who protect the, (laughs) the average streets of new york and not a big hero like world so he isn't like a team superhero he's more i guard this sector this is mine don't touch this uh kind of um so a lot of people and this is like a big beef with his origin they compare him to batman a lot of the time but the big thing you got to understand is like whereas batman like protects gotham city right and like is the caped crusader and wants to keep everybody safe and it started off because batman's parents died and that was his personal vengeance The thing with Moon Knight is he um, was a mercenary. Mark Spector was a mercenary who he ended up getting shot and hurt very badly because there were some bad men who were attacking an Egyptian camp once upon a time. He was hired with the bad man. He was a bad person. Um, And then as he was ordered to, like, kill a doctor and his family, he suddenly grew a conscious and was like, hey... Maybe I don't want to do this and just do whatever people tell me to do for money. And, of course, the rest of the mercenaries didn't like that. They shot him instead. He was dying. Insert Khonshu, god of the moon, who saw this dying 
human at his altar in the middle of the desert and decided to come out of the heavens and went, You, Mark Spector, I have chosen you to be my vengeance in the night to protect uh, rightful people from wrongdoers. To protect the world from, from devastation. devastation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He showed up and like basically gave that exact speech to Mark. And Mark was like, uh, if I say yes, will you heal me? And he was like, yeah, I'll heal you and give you some cool powers and a cool suit. And he went, okay, I don't want to die. So he made a deal with the god and was given the powers of the Moon Knight. He became Khonshu's hand of justice and vengeance in the middle of the night and tasked with going out in the world, correcting injustice, etc., 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 according to the whims of Khonshu, which in the comics has its own list of problems and stuff that they deal with constantly but very good very good stuff um he the three personalities that are in the character of moon knight are mark specter who is our mercenary he's kind of like our main character the one we normally so he's follow. not our nerd no he is not our nerd that they portray in the in the tv show adaptation in fact the nerd in the tv show is called stephen stephen grant however dr stephen grant um in the comics is actually a philanthropist He's kind of what you would think of Bruce Wayne, right? Like, he's your playboy, your drives sports cars, has a oh. multi-dollar empire, etc., So, et in the show, they kind of portray that character as a bit broke. In the comics, he's not broke. No, in the comics, he's very rich because he has his three personalities working together. There's Mark, who is kind of like the main superhero of the, th of the three entity, three personalities inside of his mind. Then there's Steven, who's the billionaire the philanthropist who kind of pays for all their gadgets and training and et cetera, et cetera. And then there's the third one, who's Jake Lockley. Um, in the TV adaptation, they seem to be hinting that Jake is extremely violent, like incredibly violent compared to the other two, whereas like Mark will fight in self-defense. It seems like Jake actively goes out of his way to hurt wrongdoers, which is not how he is in the comics. In the comics, he's more or less just a cab driver he just drives around new york city picking up pedestrians and being like hey what's the word on the street you got any drug dealers you know about <laughs> that need to be taught a lesson kid and that's that's jake's personality more or less in the comics which is cool that they're expanding that a little bit with the the tv show and yeah i like moon knight as that because it's like interesting characters uh personality wise and things like that i like oh, the ahead. show yeah at least just because I feel like Marvel lately has been like, if you if you don't watch this, then you can't understand this and you can't do this. Mm -hmm. But Moon Knight was just very approachable. It was just very like, oh, I can get into this if I want to. I don't have to have known anything from the comics. I can enjoy this show and not have to worry about a whole squad of people. Yeah, exactly. So that's, what's, that's why I think Disney did it a really good job portraying Moon Knight as... They did make it super approachable and friendly. You don't need to know anything about who Moon Knight is. You don't need to know anything about his comics, his backstory. You don't even know need to know about the Egyptian gods, which are generally what he's dealing with with in his comics and stuff still. So, really good. And the first season did introduce a well-known uh, villain from his storylines in the comics and stuff like that. And he fought him in, you know, in the comics and in the TV show, and it's cool to see how they did that with their own twist still. I think um, some cool stuff about Moon Knight as a character is 
He is kind of like Batman. He's trained in a bunch of different, like, skills, such as, like, marksmanship, boxing, kung fu, judo, karate, ninjutsu, etc., etc. Can use a whole bunch of different weapons and stuff like that. I know Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He might be good at Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know. I haven't asked him yet. Uh, but a thing that I think is really interesting is in the, in the comics, the main thing that sets him apart from other superheroes is his fighting style is... Other people will be like, they know how to fight, and they're like, okay, this guy's going to throw a punch at me right now, but I know how to dodge this, and they'll take a step out of the this way. This is where the meme comes from. Yes, but Moon Knight's whole deal is he his main tactic in a fight is to throw people off their normal rhythm. So if he sees a very obvious punch that's coming at him, instead of dodging it like you would expect him to, he'll headbutt your fist, take the damage, and then continue to just keep punching you instead he'll take it and just keep going which there's another interesting character in the marvel comics called the taskmaster their whole gimmick is they and once they see a move done they're they, black they can widow's copy dad in the black widow movie uh it wasn't her dad but yes it was well, black it, Widow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah in the black widow movie it was that that enemy in the black widow movie um but taskmaster actively refuses to fight moon knight if they see them because they know oh heck no this dude's crazy i may know how to do a backflip but this guy can do a backflip but then he'll continue coming at me even if there's broken glass or whatever on the floor like no rhyme or reason to moon knight's fighting style <laughs> it's a really funny tiktok because it's like yeah taskmaster like adapts so like copies whatever moves you know yeah and hate and like in the tiktok it's like he hates fighting uh moon knight because moon knight will block things with his face yeah and the <laughs> taskmaster obviously doesn't want to block things with his face yeah because a that hurts and b why would you do that it makes no sense and that's like moon knight's whole fighting style and everything which i love but apart from his crazy fighting style he um uh has a whole bunch of gadgets they didn't really explore this too much in like in cool moon knight. batman gadgets are, wait okay let's see if i how to ask this question in batman i feel like all of the gadgets he creates are gadgets that with enough science we could create mm -hmm. even in the new batman movie opposed to like my hero academia or sailor moon where those gadgets are like magic tiara like something you will never be able to feasibly create yeah. what type of gadgets um, it's a little bit of both. I'm glad you mentioned both of them. So let's we'll start with like the real life stuff that he has. Oh, and in My Hero Academia, it's just, I'm going to break my hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So his fighting style is like My Hero Academia. He'll break his arm to get another swing at you if it, if it means he can punch you one more time, which is crazy and persistent. A lot of... He has a reputation to the criminal underworld of, oh, Moon Knight's here. I'm just going to give up because he's just going to beat me. And it, no matter what I do, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts him. So a lot of criminals will just give up if they hear Moon Knight's okay, there. Okay, I'm going to derail <laughs> your... Um, the gadgets, though. <laughs> just, I, you just said that and it reminded me of the Batman movie. Who, I guess, in their respective worlds, do you think holds the most fear, for lack of a better term? batman or moon knight because like in the batman world at least the new one with robert patterson yeah. the setting up of it is like even if even if villains just see the symbol of batman they stop what they're yeah. doing because he might be around but you just said villains will stop what they're doing if moon knight's around because he's crazy yeah so, so who do you think holds the higher factor it's probably about the same honestly and that's like some of the criticism that the creator of Moon Knight received when releasing Moon Knight, because people were like, 
isn't this just Batman? Isn't this Robert Pattinson's yeah. Batman? Isn't this just a Batman who dresses in all white instead of all black? And that's where he was like, yes, but no, because they kind of stand for different things. Whereas and they're Batman's both like, like based off their own comics, so you can't really say like, oh, yeah. you stole so-and-so's character ideas when you can go back yeah. to a comic and be like, well, yeah, this is like what the creator said. Yeah, they're both martial artists. They're both detectives. They both know chemicals and drugs and how to read criminals and stuff like that. But Batman's goal most of the time, it appears to be like, instilling that fear. He wants to be fear. He wants to be the darkness. Moon Knight more or less doesn't care what people think about him. It's just his, the actions Moon Knight do and the reactions of other people are just a byproduct of him trying to, he doesn't care about goons. He doesn't care about minions. He's after the boss. He only cares if the boss is afraid of him because he's trying to, not make the boss afraid. He's trying to make the boss atone for their past. That's right. Sins and At least stuff like in that. the Batman world with Gotham, I think his his angle is more let the goons be afraid of you. So if the goons don't want to do work, then the villains won't have any work done. Yes, exactly. And another big difference, an important difference: Batman oh, doesn't kill. <laughs> Moon Knight does. He has no qualms or hangups about killing a bad person. I, f- I feel like Batman does kill. Like, I feel like if you break every <laughs> bone in someone's body and then leave them on the curb, yeah. you're killing them. But I get your point. Yeah. Batman isn't going to do the kill shot. He's going to shoot someone's ear and hope that, like, the eardrum yeah. busts in a way that... Okay. Yeah. So Sorry to derail. You just said yeah. Batman in the beginning, so now my brain's like, well, I have to compare him to Batman. Well, no, that's it's pretty good. So, like... Much the same way, Bruce Wayne, Batman's alter ego, obviously gives money to the Batcave and the gadgets and Batarangs. And the Bat people. And Batmobiles, yes, and Bat people, and so on and so forth. That's what Stephen Grant in the comics does for Moon Knight. He's the one who, he runs a company during the day, is a CEO, and puts money to the side specifically to finance his own second personality of Mark Spector of being Moon Knight. I will say, I think I like how the show did it better, I think. I don't know. I think, like, the modern loser is gaining a little bit more, like, traction Mm -hmm. against audiences than the fancy philanthropist. Yes. So I think, like, the... The direction they took for the the show. The loser being knocked down was a bit easier to watch because everyone like roots for an under or most people root, root for, for an, an underdog, underdog. yeah versus if i see someone rich on my screen my brain's gonna go guillotine yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so i like that's why i like personally like this spin of stephen grant for the live action i think it's perfect he's for so him. sweet he's, he's like, so sweet you can just so fall nerdy. in love with stephen's character <laughs> yeah. i did yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um uh, back to gadgets. Back to gadgets. Back to um, gadgets. They, um, we didn't get to see any of it really because Moon Knight ends up teaming up with Hawkeye, another Disney oh. series that's out there. Yeah, he's really good friends with Hawkeye, and Hawkeye teaches him how to make all sorts of cool gadgets and trinkets and stuff like that. So he ends up basically customizing his own motorcycle to become the Moon Cycle. He gets a little Moon Knight helicopter. He has. The equivalent of a Batmobile, but it's the Moonmobile. He has it's, it's, he has batarangs, <laughs> but they're shaped like crescent moons, and they're moonerangs. He has a grappling hook and stuff like that. Um, his armor, he ends up upgrading it and taking a book out of Wolverine's page, and he gets armor made out of the same stuff Wolverine's claws are made out of, which he puts on whenever he's being a mercenary and stuff like that. Can I tell you, like, it is so hard right now for me to differentiate Moon Knight from the superhero my dad showed us. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take one minute 
Mm-hmm. At most one minute to explain this really quickly, because who knows, maybe we'll have older listeners as yeah. well. This may be our longest episode, by the way. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyways, so my I was talking to my dad about Moon Knight, and I was like, hey, I'll show you like my subscription if you want to watch it really quick. And my dad shared that he grew up with a character. Now, okay, before I just do this, what does Moon Knight wear when he's in Moon Knight form? Uh, Moon Knight wears... Got a couple different outfits that have What would you updated. say is the main one? The main one that he wears in the modern comics, and they kind of show it in the TV show a bit, is a white cloak with a white hood over white, looks like kind of mummy wraps armor all around him, and a big like chest plate with like a crescent moon on it, and a face covering that covers his face so no one can actually know his true identity. He has white eyes, just all white, basically, more or less all white with a couple of cool gadgets and like grappling hooks and stuff like that. But all white with a moon, crescent moon shapes pendant on his chest. Now I'm going to give you a description and you tell me if this is Moon Knight or not. All white, a white mask over his head, a white cape with a moon on his head, a belt with a moon and moon-like gadgets. Is this Moon Knight? Yeah, I think it's Moon Knight. It's not Moon Knight. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I fell for it again. It's an older hero, I'm just gonna take a minute, whose name is Sentea, that's C-E-N-T-E-L-L-A. Sentea or Moonlight Mask. So look this up in your Moonlight own free time. Mask. Looks a lot like Moon Knight. I thought they were the same person until my dad told me the only difference is this hero is Japanese and not as violent. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, I will check that out in a little bit. Gadgets. Batmobile or Moonmobile, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, he got that gifted to him from from Hawkeye, who taught him how to make his own gadgets and stuff like that. And that's all for his like normal kind of everyday stuff, where theoretically somebody with enough time, money, and power could become a real-life Moon Knight in that aspect. But then we get into the Sailor Moon type stuff. So because he is the fist of justice and vengeance for... Ritual. uh, Yeah, for for Khonshu, um, that does give him some cool supernatural abilities. In the original version of the comics, he he would get enhanced strength, speed, and endurability um, that would change slightly based on the phase the face of the moon so like at a crescent moon he would have 25 percent power but on a full moon he would have like over 200 percent it could like i love punch that people. yeah <laughs> that's been scrapped recently um uh he kind of in the comics he's kind of had a falling out with Konshu and is kind of like still take listening to the god and getting his hints as to where evildoers are but not really wanting to associate with Konshu anymore because Konshu is kind of manipulative as heck to him so instead he doesn't rely on that anymore so he doesn't really have that aspect of his powers anymore but he does still have not regenerative healing because Konshu is kind of a butt and doesn't want him to heal because pain will make you grow stronger etc etc you know dumb answers for someone who's literally fighting your fights for you um instead he will only heal uh moon knight if he is like killed if moonlight is struck down and killed then khonshu will resurrect him and heal his bones and stuff like that but only if he dies that's so because he's not done with him he's like you still have work to do get up bambi get up (laughs) no (laughs) yeah that's kind of their relationship but 
that's that for Moon Knight, I think. He's got cool um, supernatural and just natural abilities. He's a great detective, a great crime fighter. He, you know, is kind of an anti-hero a little bit because he does kill most of his villains. So, like, unlike Spider-Man or Batman, who have a large array of villains... I'm going to look up anti-hero just to make sure he fits this definition yeah. in one second. So, Spider-Man and Batman have a large gallery of villains or rogues who are their enemies. Moon Knight doesn't have as big of a gallery because he knows how to deal with his problems that are persistent issues. It's basically, fight me once, shame on you. Fight me twice, shame on you again. Fight me three times, Oh, you best hope I don't get my hands on you this time because I will find you and I will end you is okay. Moon Knight's hope. I guess this will say if he's an anti-hero or not. Will Moon Knight kill a kid? Ooh, I do not believe so. So Khonshu definitely would tell him to, but... Is it like he has three personalities and two would kill a kid and one wouldn't? Yes, but I think when it comes to children, all of them are kind of on the same line of... No, this is clearly someone who's being led astray, not someone who knows what they're doing yet. If they, Basically, if they know what they're doing and you know that you're doing evil, they're going to stop. If you. they can be held accountable. Yes, if you can have hold <laughs> ah. accountability, then Moon Knight is going to stop you with all the justice of his unrelenting fists that'll continue to punch you in the face over and over and over oh my again. Goodness. If you ever want to see me sob in a theater, I live for the, like... Oh, he he's a bad guy, but he won't kill a kid trope. Like anytime a bad guy is about to kill a kid and just decides to put them in a different place, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that's all I have for Moon Knight. Unless you got more questions for me, I could try to answer for you. Um, I think all of mine are just comparisons to Batman. I guess. Um, I, I'll just go ahead and ask you this fun one. Um, if you could be any of his three personalities, which one would you be? Ooh, man. From the comics, I think I'd have to go with Stephen Grant just because that'd be nice to have the knowledge Shmoney. and know-how and money to do stuff. And like, from he, the live action. And from the live action. Stephen Grant, again, I really like their depiction of like just the nerdy, simple, peaceful dude who's living his best life in his apartment in London and working at a museum as a... Uh, ar not archaeologist. A curator. As a curator, yes. It's Which just... is exactly kind of what you're studying. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why. It's because that's kind of the work I want, I was wanting to do and still kind of want to do. It's no, ever a we'll revolving talk door about about that Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just have one more question. Yes. In the show, they have brought in a couple Egyptian gods. I'm not going to say what for or anything because that might yeah. lead to a couple spoilers. In the comics, do you know if you see other gods popping in and just saying hello or anything? Yeah. Or is that... Yeah, all the time. Um, the most relevant one probably would be um, the god... Oh, name's escaping me. But Black Panther, his god, the Black Panther god... That's right, because there's the a line... ...is the brother of Khonshu. So they're exactly... They're really tied closely together. I was going to say, in the show, they draw parallels and kind of say that, like, the... Egyptian god world exists in the same as the Black Panther world. Is that yes. to the comics as well? Yes, that is. Um, afterlife stuff gets kind of weird in the comics. It's kind of like everyone's afterlife exists for them individually, more or less. It's the concept of what you believe is heaven will be your heaven. Yes. But because I don't believe in your heaven, I won't have the same. Correct, yes. That's kind of like the rules that comics play with just so that they can have 
Norse gods, with Egyptian gods, with the African gods of Wakanda, all existing in the same world. And stuff Honestly, like we that. might just have to do a superhero episode of just... Breaking this down more. Break it down <laughs> into like one hour. We both get 30 minutes and we just spit out like top five superheroes. Ooh. And then do another episode of these are the heroes I hate. <laughs> Ooh, that would be fun. Maybe we'll do Maybe that. Maybe next week. That'll be fun. We'll talk about this more. But I think that's going to do it from now because this is going really long. I do Sorry, apologize. Everybody. But hey, we also, I just want to give a quick shout out to this. Um, on every platform, I believe, that you're able to listen to us, you're also able to leave a review or a wait, rating. Rate and um, reviews, We yes. would love some ratings, some reviews. If you listen to an episode and you hate it, like my recipe thing in the last episode, if you don't think that's good for a podcast, please like leave a review and be like, not my favorite, don't want to hear about this again, just so we can kind of continue evolving. If you really like this longer episode and think our episodes should be longer, maybe leave that in a review just so we can see that and yeah. so we can actively be adapting our podcast a bit fit more to our listeners' whims. Along with the more you review us and rate us, the more surface we're able to get and the more other people are able to hear us. So. <laughs> and more, most importantly, probably, this does take time and effort. I know we're pretty loosey-goosey here, but I promise this takes me... At least I think a solid four hours editing each episode to post. And if y'all want to show appreciation by telling us how much you love it, that would really mean a lot to me personally. So share, review, subscribe, etc. Get the yeah. word out there. That would mean a lot to me personally. Um, again, this is going yeah. super long. Sorry. We do apologize. But if this is something you like, let us know. Just in your reviews, yeah, leave your pros and your cons and we'll actively see what we can do to make this be better. Um, that's just my one shout out of do this. Again, if you want more information, you can visit our website. It's friendsffa.com. You'll see information about our other like uh, tabletop roleplay game podcasts. Um, we're going to be... Oh, wait. This is Earworms. Um, we, do, <laughs> <laughs> we do have another... Keegan personally has another podcast in the making. That's all him. Once that gets released, there'll be more information about that there. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we have our Gmail. I'll just rewind to like the 20-minute mark to hear what our Gmail is again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so right. much for listening. Until um, next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>